Hello everyone. So today I'm going to be talking to you about change. It seems to be in the air for a lot of us. And really, I mean, who am I kidding? Change is just part of life. It is like one of the only things that is true and known and probably agreed upon by everyone in this world. Um, so there's a lot of change in, in my life and lots of people I know around me. And with change comes really resistance. Like those two things pretty much go hand in hand, as well as this idea of eventual embracing, right? Or for some of us, there's more embracing than others. So anyways, I just want to talk about this um, today because it is very alive for me at the moment and for many people that I work with. I mean, it is pretty much the crux of my work if I really want to get down to the nitty gritty is change. Um, and so yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mom of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Start first. Maybe there's a big change in my life. <laughs> One of the biggest changes in my life happened today, and it is this decision that I had that I am going to stop drinking coffee. And today is my first day. Um, I started drinking coffee almost exactly a year ago when this whole pandemic thing started. And this has not been a part of my life ever, really. Even as a midwife for nearly 15 years, I never drink coffee. But it started, um, and it was a coping mechanism, really. Um, it was something I enjoyed. It's something that makes me feel happy. And the only reason why I'm stopping it is because it also makes my body feel really yucky. Particularly my ovaries are pretty grumpy when I drink coffee. And it is something that is a that happens to some women. It is not a thing that happens to all women. But it is my it does happen to me and my mom experienced similar things. Um, and so I'm giving it up. So Although I'm super excited about this podcast, in fact, I woke up with many different podcasts like streaming through my head at three o'clock this morning. I also am operating off of no coffee. In fact, I switched to something called mud water, mud something. I've been eyeing it for years now. I finally took the plunge and bought it, whatever. It's like um, kind of chai tea and a bunch of mushrooms. It was all right. It actually made me feel a little um, jittery, which coffee does not. Like I had a lot of energy, um, but also very tired in a way that coffee takes away. So I don't know. Anyways, the point of this is change, right? That is one change in my life. So hopefully I can keep this a little more on track um, while at the same time knowing that and accepting, embracing that I've, uh, I'm not I'm not on the coffee. So I do have a little bit of notes to just keep myself um, a little more on track. So we're three minutes in and I'm blabbing away. So let's get, get on with it. So change. 
So my work has always been with women, like literally since, I mean, even in college, I worked with women and actually women, I worked with the teen parenting program in college as like a mentor and helped the teen mamas get their GEDs and help them with life stuff. I've always worked with women and often it was around birth or major changes in women's life. Like That's just what I do. I think that it is what I was put on earth to do. Um, yeah, and so this idea of change is, is something that, I mean, again, I think we would all universally agree that that is like one of the things we know about life is that life changes on the regular. And in the past year or so, I think a lot more of us have been um, seeking and or experiencing more changes than usual, right? Um, for whatever reason that you or may or may not believe, I believe that there's something maybe behind this um, for our, the evolution of us. And maybe, and maybe actually that's a good thing to say. So, so I have been wanting to say publicly <laughs> for a while now, like sort of this idea of like coming out of the, the broom closet or something. Um, kind of my spirituality. So it's, it's something that I've hid for a very long time for some reason. Um, mostly because I had a fear of being, uh, judged and, or not just judged because I kind of actually don't really care about that, but more that it would make people feel that they couldn't resonate with me. In particular, I just want to say that I actually work with a lot of quote-unquote Catholic and or Christian women, and I, like, really resonate with, um, with them. And, and I also have never been to church a day in my life. Um, I have a very strong belief in what I call God. Um, it has been called different things by myself at different points in my life, but I firmly, um, am calling it God this day. Uh, and, and it really guides a lot of my life. I have a very strong connection with God. I do pray. I also meditate. I also do shamanic journeying. I like do many different things that feel good to my body. So I don't feel like I am like a spiritual materialist out there trying all the things, but just the thing, things just show up to me along my path. And I could go on about my path starting at 19 when I had this big awakening, spiritual awakening. Um, Things have just shown up. Books have popped literally off shelves and things like this have happened. So to, to get me to this place of just this incredibly deep guiding connection with God that really is the main foundation and value in my life and really where a lot of my um, beliefs and thoughts about life and healing and wholeness come from. And so for some reason... I have felt that if I made if I made this declaration, if I actually told people what my beliefs are, or if I referred to them even in, in a session or being with a woman, that she wouldn't feel comfortable. And I was really reflecting on this recently and thinking, well, I don't not feel comfortable when they share when you know a Catholic woman shares to me like a, a ritual or a process or a prayer like I actually think they're beautiful I really connect with it I am very grateful for that teaching and that sharing 
and a hundred percent respect where the woman is. Like I would never try to, um, impose something upon her. I would only ever see it as she was giving me a gift. And so why can't it seem the other way that I'm also giving gifts? So I don't know why, but I really just feel like I needed to share that part of myself. Um, just this realization that I had that, that this is gift, that is a gift and that I am allowed, <laughs> I guess, is the word coming to be myself more because I actually think the more and more I am myself, um, the more, the greater I will be able to get to the depths, which is the work I do with women. And that doesn't mean that I am imposing my beliefs upon anyone. It just means that I am allowed to have my own beliefs and, um, yeah, and that doesn't make me anything but who I am, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So again, lots of blabbing, but we are going to get to it. So this idea of change, I guess that was a big change, another big change for me. Um, this idea of change has been coming up a lot lately because so many people are having a lot of changes in life, but also because it is the work I do. And because mostly I work with women in this stage of life around 35, mostly 40s and 50s, where we are just in my belief in, not even belief, it's just like law of nature. We are in this transition phase of life. Like that is what your 40s are all about is like, Kind of this reckoning of who you were based on what often, based on what others put on you, meaning like the culture that you grew up in, your family culture and the outer culture, and then finding that like you actually don't resonate with those and you're allowed to be who you are and kind of finding out who this person that you are. And this person that you are without being a mom and without being a midwife and without being whatever job you do, just like who you are. This is a really big thing that happens in particularly the 40s and 50s. But for me, it even it actually started earlier. But I've always been, you know, I've also been I started puberty really early and was the tallest girl in school for years and years. Um, so maybe I'm saying that I started early. I don't really know. That's really neither here nor there. But there's this thing that naturally happens in this time period around change, right? Um, and oftentimes that is, I mean, it may look like it's outside of you. Like there's a change in your job. There's a change in your relationship. There's a change that needs to occur. But like you feel it on the inside first, like it, it no longer, this job maybe no longer resonates with you. This relationship either has to shift or has to be let go of. This um, way you, maybe a habit pattern needs to shift. Like it's no longer yours. Maybe you're realizing if it is a habit pattern that, that it's something you picked up along the way and that it doesn't really serve you. And in fact, it may, maybe it did serve you, but now you don't need it anymore, right? Like you can really step into exploring and becoming or reawakening who you are, right? So I actually have, a, I do this work with women over the course of three, six, most of the time, nine months, honestly, kind of like a birth. Um, but some women choose the three month path. Um, of just like this reawakening of who you are, which which often means a whole lot of 
outside things change, but it's really based on the inner world and the inner shifts, right? Because because the, probably the first thing that happens to all of us when change needs to occur, well, I mean, sometimes change literally just happens to us. Like someone will tell us, um, you know, you, you have a new job and you need to, here's your new job is in another state and you're going to need to move if you want to keep this job, right? I don't know. I just pulled that out of a rabbit hat, but I don't know that that one really actually felt super great. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. Um, a lot of change actually starts inside. So there's like some sort of a feeling going on in your inner wor world that that like alerts you to a change needing to occur, right? And often <laughs> when that alert happens, the next thing that happens is we get scared and we resist, right? We get scared of what it might look like to change that relationship, what what conversations you might have to have, what structures you might have to put in place, what boundaries you might have to put in place. Or like maybe you just know you need to leave the relationship and that's, you know, that's scary. And so we stay in things for like seven years longer than we need to or whatever that looks like, right? Often because of that fear. And so physiologically, there is... Like there's the nervous system and there's things happening and that's actually trying to keep us safe, right? There is the like biochemicalness of us trying, the fear comes in and then something else takes over and we're trying to keep ourselves safe. I'm not going to go too much. I've had, I've done other podcasts on the nervous system and physiologically what's happening. And today I really want to speak more just to a different aspect of it more of the feeling and the experience of it, right? Um, so we have that feeling, we get scared, and then we therefore resist it. It just like we either stuff it down, like, oh, I can't do that. Or maybe you're in a job and you're just like, it does not resonate with you anymore, right? Or like me for midwifery, it's still super resonated, but it didn't resonate with my life. Meaning like, I just, my body was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't not sleep. Um, and so this was the, probably the biggest reason why I am taking a break. I actually for, feel like at some point in my life, I will be going back to being a birth midwife. Um, I don't know when, but at some point I, I see that as part of my journey. Um, probably when I'm older and my kids are raised. But the thing is, we feel it first, right? So I even felt that that need to leave midwifery, but I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Like, this is my livelihood. This is my identity. This is, I mean, part of my identity. This is, like, where my friends are. This is, like, everything. And I felt scared because what would I be? And I remember having this conversation, my husband and I, um, I had had a really long string of births, like, back to back to back. And... I was driving home from like a postpartum visit and I was listening to the radio and there was a contest and I just picked up my phone and entered the contest and I won. And I won a trip to Aspen, Aspen, Colorado, which I have lived in Colorado a lot of my life and I, um, I've never been to Aspen because it's, you know, super swanky and super expensive. 
so I want a weekend, like, all expenses paid, um, other than food and also skiing and everything. And so I did a birth. <laughs> the birth ended out because I saw one more person. Um, and, and she, I think she gave birth at, like, 2 in the morning. And then my husband and I left, right? And so we were on this hike and we were talking about just how tired I was and how beat down my body was. And... Um, and he was like, maybe it's time to take a break for a while. Like, and I just remember throwing like this epic toddler temper tantrum and it was not based on anything but resistance and fear of what my life would be without this income, without this uh, community, without this identity, without all of the things that I'd worked so hard to kind of build up. Like, what would it look like if I just crashed my world, <laughs> right? So I definitely, my husband knew that I was already feeling that inside of me. And so now we're here. I believe God gave me this gift or the universe or whatever the heck you want to call it um, of being one, winning this trip. Like, it was divine. And here I am. And we're having this conversation in nature and I'm throwing a total temper tantrum and it was one of those moments that the awareness in me was much stronger than the human experience. So I was very aware of having this experience and, uh, and I could see myself as this toddler having this temper tantrum and it really showed me how true it was the fear and the resistance was so big I it's like I could see it like I was out my outside looking in which is called the witness right and this is a place that I would say you know fast forward many many years later now um than that because of course it didn't just happen the next day where I just quit midwifery right um this witnessing is something that I am able to because I've created so much space and alignment in my life and no longer resist change so much that I am much more in the witness more often, right? So I think the biggest lesson around change is whatever you're feeling in life, because I, I have a feeling if you're listening to this, then something is brewing for you. And so if, if you are resisting what's brewing, maybe you're not even fully aware. You just have the feeling, but then you're not sure what, what that feeling is even about. Like you haven't even stopped and slowed down enough to like even listen to that feeling. You just feel it. And often it comes out as like temper tantrums or anger or like emotional outbursts. And then we blame that on something else, right? <laughs> like this is the thing that many of us do. And so I'm asking you, first of all, to stop and bring some awareness to this niggle, this feeling, this voice, this whatever, you, however you experience it. I, I am a very, um, I see things. So especially in the middle of the night, I will see visions or in meditation, I will see visions. And I also hear voices. <laughs> so I guess you could call me crazy. I see things and hear things that quote unquote, are not there. But really, I mean, in the physicality, there's so much more than just this like world that we see. There's so much more, in my belief, going on all around us, right? 
And so when we stop and actually feel or hear or experience what's going on, we often know what it's about, right? And so it's about giving that some attention rather than resistance. It's like opening up a conversation with your inner soul, I believe, with your inner self. In fact, I wonder if I can find it. I, I'm reading Anne Lamont right now. I think I may have referred to this in my last podcast, but um, I, I'm a big fan of Anne Lamont. I found her back when I first had my first kiddo 16 years ago. Um, she, she wrote this. So this is a quote from the book, Almost Everything, Notes on Hope. So often our focus is on supporting the identities and structures that were put in place for us by the most powerful damaged people in our family as caricatures of themselves. Giving up one of these identities can be threatening, but the willingness to change comes when the pain of staying where you are is too great. Right? So the willingness to change comes when the pain of staying where you are is too great. I have often gone back and forth about this very concept. Do we have to get to this point where everything breaks down before we're willing to move on? Or what could it take for us to actually listen to those knocks on the door before the knocks have to break the whole door down? And I honestly don't know where I've come to. I think for, I, I guess I do. For some people, I think the whole house has to fall down. I th- before they're willing to call me up <laughs> or become aware enough to seek out support and to re- get really real and raw and honest with themselves and stop resisting and start embracing and start living, really. And then for others of us, and that was my story once, I would say that I do not, the door does not need to be broken down now. Uh, I definitely listen. I mean, I just do. I'm quieter. I'm slower. It is very intentional. And yes, I still resist for sure. Um, I for sure I resist. And there's an awareness, at least in the resistance now for me, at least. So whatever you're resisting, it's not going to go away until you actually embrace it. I feel like that's pretty important to repeat. Whatever you're resisting, it's not going to go away until you embrace it. So no matter how much you shove it down or, or get so afraid that this change can't possibly come or put like all these barriers in your way, it's, it's not going to change until you actually embrace it. So what does it mean to embrace it? It means you look at it. Right? You slow down enough to actually look at it. Um, you, so looking at it could be lots of different things, right? For me, looking at it would be like getting quiet, either meditating, talking. It could be sometimes I talk to my husband about it, even if it's to do with us, we have the conversations. Um, journaling is also a big thing for me but but b- before any of that it's you got to stop like enough to slow down and just be like okay I'm experiencing this so like writing down on a piece of paper I'm feeling this 
and then maybe doing some back and forth like why are you feeling this as if you were talking to yourself right like but you're becoming the awareness and the and the human in the in in it at the same time i don't know if anyone's out there's ever read conversations with god but i feel like that's probably what he did is like my idea of what he did was he would ask a question and then hear like his higher self answering the question maybe it was actually god i don't know i also feel like we are all god so that we all have that voice come through us if we're slow enough to listen so anyways you, to embrace that which you resist you look at it and then you try to get some sort of an understanding right so like when you're in a when you're in a relationship and you're having some sort of communication occur you have you you slow down you speak you have this conversation and out of the conversation you begin to understand or like get some sort of a touch of what it is and then you acknowledge it and you feel it so again that's about being slow and actually feeling the big intense feelings that come up right because resistance is just ignoring or denying the feeling of something that needs to be moved through you. Right? When we resist something, we just are denying something that just wants to be moved through us. It doesn't want to stick inside of us. It just wants to be moved through us. That is what an emotion does, right? It's energy and motion. It's wanting to be moved through us. And when it's getting stuck... It's because we're feeling afraid, we're feeling, we're resisting, right? So a change that needs to occur means you need to move more in alignment with it, right? So if resistance is a fear, like a fear of change, a fear of, um, a fear of death, a big one for many many people um, a fear of the unknown fear of how powerful you are this is kind of mine all of those other fears I've sat and felt the fear of po how powerful I am that's a that's a hard one for me so when you're feeling that fear around the change Fear of what it might mean. So death could be like actual death or like death of who you were, death of what the relationship was. It doesn't even have to mean the death of the relationship. It could just mean the death of what this relationship was and how it's going to be born again, right? It's going to be changed into something new. And it's, I don't know why, and I, I I'm actually probably next or soon, I'm going to be doing a podcast on... Um, seeking discomfort because one thing that we're really good at and at least in the western culture is comfort and so these ideas of change are just so uncomfortable and we are not we have like lost the muscle of being uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is part of life like that is it's just part of life. Like that is a wisdom drop right there. Being uncomfortable, like that's part of our life. Because to me, it's a way to get us in greater alignment and feel more soulful and soul fulfilled. Right? And more alive. 
yeah, just more alive. So when we're in that resistance and then we're experiencing it as fear, fear of death, fear of the unknown, fear of change, we're therefore not letting what's needing to align or to come through or to reorganize. We're not allowing, we're like blocking the birth process from happening. Going back to my midwifery roots as always. And I see that, you know, in, in like birth, what does it look like when like a mom is like, you know, the baby is coming down through the body and the mom is like on her tippy toes and she's like, ah, kind of a thing. That is the mom resisting the energy and motion, the baby coming down and through her body. She's resisting that uh, and uncomfortability and what happens in my experience and I know this is not my experience just my experience because I've been with many many women who don't resist and who actually go into the quote-unquote discomfort into the energy and when you go into that energy what happens is you like ride it like you become part of the wave you become it it doesn't like take you under and you're not drowning or you're not swimming so hard that you're like swimming away from it you're just in it and when you're in it it's actually easier it's so much easier to be in it than to be swimming around trying to survive all of these things it's actually much easier to be in it I'm trying to think of a better, like a real life, tangible example. It's not coming, so I'm going to move on. So how do you know if you're in resistance? Are you ignoring your feelings? Are you distracting yourself? Are you denying something that is right in front of your face? Answering those questions, getting really like honest and real with yourself are huge ways of knowing if you're in resistance to the change that is wanting to come through, right? To this evolution of you, this reawakening of you, to whatever is happening for you. It does not mean that it has to be a drastic change right now, that you have to like throw everything away, you have to divorce your partner, that you have to quit your job and just jump in. I mean, for some people, maybe that is. Um, I am more of a drastic jump right into the deep end, hope I swim kind of a person. Not saying that's the best thing, but that is, <laughs> that is like my way. That, that it just is what works. It does actually work for me, right? It also brings a lot of fear and a lot of stuff and a lot of resistance up really, really quick. It's like a bonfire rather than a slow burning fire that lasts for a long time. Like, again, not neither here nor there. One is not better than the other. Um, it just is what it is. But the point, I think... The biggest point that I, that I really want to get to this change conversation is like change is natural. Change is normal. Why are we fighting it? What happens in our culture is we don't, like I read from that Anne Lamont book, we have all of this stuff put on us. 
we don't have like I think another part of her book she talks about the soul um and how like no one talked to us about the soul when we were little or maybe people did no one talked to me about soul when I was little and I think many of us it was just like get the grades do the work join the teams da 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 um, maybe you went to church and maybe the church actually helped you for most people that I know church like was a thing another thing they did but not actually like a meaningful didn't provide a lot of meaning like I'm not I do not not saying that everyone has that experience but that's a lot of people's experience that I've heard and so there's not much like connection to to the rhythms of life there's not much connection to a whole lot of values like culturally our values are pretty whack if you ask me um where we value all of the things on the outside but none of the things on the inside and we don't even make space for the feelings we call the feelings bad and that's you know i talked about that in my last podcast and so of course change seems hard because change is going to bring all of that up and that again is what i think like the 40s early 50s are about it's about sifting through all of that stuff becoming really powerful in who you are, what your soul is, maybe even what your soul is here to do, right? Um, that's one of the things that I'm planning on actually starting is a soul business mentorship. Just throwing that out there because it felt like it needed to be said. It's not totally up and on my website. It's still still being birthed but it is part of it like i help women with their soul like rebirthing this part of them right and for for a lot of women that is actually their business because their soul is expressed in business not as in business in like the quote-unquote masculine way of business but like service like that is what i do i serve women i feel like i am put on this earth to serve women and to serve women through these changes and transitions because one i'm quite blunt I'm easy, it's easy for me to see people's blinders and it's it's I need someone right I have a coach myself or a guide to show me my blinders I have someone to help me see I have my partner we both that's part that's our like that's the evolution of our marriage actually it's always been there but it's even stronger now is that we really show each other where the other one is showing up and not showing up where we're resisting where we might not even know that resistance Right? And so these are like really, really human things that I don't know that a whole lot of people are talking about. Like it's not something you're seeing a lot of people talking about. And it's literally like what I feel like life is, is meant to, at this time in life. And so of course we have a lot of people feeling like in crisis mode or lost alone because you're feeling really disconnected inside right you're feeling really like there's something there that you're not slowing down enough to see or if you're slowing down enough to see you're feeling you're so consumed by the fear that you're not able to see the next steps there's like this big alignment issue happening where you can't find that alignment because there's the resistance and so what does embracing it look like? I mean, I did talk about it. It means creating that space, being with it, feeling it. It's like sounds so like really that's that's all I have to do. But it's like really that's all that's all you get to do. Like that's big. Right? It's really big to make that it's really really big to make that time and space to 
to embrace things, to be and feel them, to like literally just sit and feel yourself in fear and feel the fear, not be the fear. That's different like than feeding the fear with your mind and like, oh my God, and this could happen, and this could happen, but just like literally feeling the fear. I'm trying to think of a way to, because I know at some point in my life I would have been like, what? What is she talking about? Not thinking about it. Like, of course, when you feel the fear, you're thinking about all the things that could happen. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about literally just sitting there. I often listen to music because it distracts my mind. So like really calm, not, not word music, calm music. Um, it kind of helps me a little bit distract that mind chatter so I can really just tap into the feeling and sometimes words or memories will come up around the feeling but not because like I'm actively thinking them but because the feeling is bringing something up and that is another way that I find leads me to that understanding and knowing it's like oh okay that was my mom's stuff I learned that from this memory that I'm having right and then it's and then for me like I'll do something where I'll put it in a balloon and then I'll let it go. Like, I don't need that anymore, right? It's like shedding. Different people that I've worked with, we do different. One woman shedded coats, like a bunch of coats when she went into a room. She had them all on. They were not hers. They were her mom's. And she was shedding them, like taking them off. One after another after another. Stuff that wasn't hers. And she felt so much lighter. And her whole physical body felt lighter afterwards. And so it's like, yes, there is... There's the physicality of like stress or, you know, not feeling great in your body. But then there's like the emotionality behind it. And I think I'm going to uh, cover, record a podcast on like the wholeness, the three layers of wholeness. So I don't know if I have anything else to say about this, more about this, other than it's really big work. So if you are doing it, I honor you. <laughs> I respect you. If you need help. Uh, please visit my website or just give me an email, julie at julianne with an e, soulmidwife.com. This is um, big work. It's work that I feel honored to walk along the path with women to do because what I know, I guess maybe I should say what I know on the other side because sometimes <laughs> it's nice when you're in that big change and you're feeling the feelings and sometimes it doesn't feel super great, but what I know on as you walk through it is you feel lighter, you feel freer, you feel more whole, you feel more powerful, you feel happier, you feel more in your body, you feel more alive, right? Just feeling more alive because I think a lot of people walking on this earth are just like, in the human bodies, doing the human thing, but not really here, just like unconscious, going through their lives very unconscious. And it just feels kind of empty, lonely, disconnected, out of alignment, and like, ugh, right? And so I'm just saying that sometimes when those changes are stirring within you, actually embracing them, meeting them, going on the journey, being willing to follow the map. There's a map coming to my vision right now. And it's like all squiggly lines. It's here, there and everywhere. There's some forests. There's some like 
scary looking places and there's some like beautiful like going through like the vista up atop just like going through that walking through those places you're you feel so much more alive you just really do it's like actually living your life rather than um going through the motions yeah so i think that's where i want to leave this episode i hope you've enjoyed it i hope it's brought up some things for you reach out if you just want to talk drop a line in the comments if you have something to say um, and thank you for listening have a great week everyone bye